This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gina Davis, and welcome to Event Talk. Do you want to make more money with your products and services at festivals, fairs, and expos? Then you're in the right place. Each week, Event Talk brings you interviews with business experts, makers, artists, and business owners, nonprofits that have all successfully navigated the ins and outs of business. Plus, we want to take you behind the curtain, sharing our time-tested event marketing secrets so that you can get the most from every booth at every event. Join us as we explore what's happening at festivals, fairs, expos near you and around the country. Event Talk is your source for everything you need to get the event return on investment you deserve. I'm excited about today's conversation. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I recently had a business owner approach me. When she found out what I did, her comment was, Oh, that isn't for me. I could hear that slight vocal up at the the end of her sentence that really indicated that she wasn't sure. So I replied, yes, it's not for everyone, but you would be surprised at the variety of business types that effectively use this marketing model. Have you ever wondered if vendor boot event marketing would be effective marketing strategy for your business? Then you are listening to the perfect podcast. Today, my co-host is Pat Patterson, and I'm your host, Gina Davis. We have an awesome show for you today, and I would really like to start by sharing a little bit about each of us. Pat, hi, how are you doing this morning? Doing fine, thank you, Gina. How are you? I am doing excellent. Thank you for asking. So, let's to get this started, share a little bit about yourself, your business, and how you assist me with fine vendor boots. Okay, well, I'm a brand development and marketing consultant in the Memphis area, the name of my business is Engage Brand Marketing. So what I do is I help businesses engage more with their customers and prospects. Gene and I work together, have been working together for the last years, building out and developing the brand strategy and identity for fine vendor booths. Excellent. Now, Pat has been on the show previously, and I really invited him to co-host today because his background in marketing was really relevant, I felt, to today's conversation. Well, as for me, I'm a business and marketing advisor, coach, consultant, and trainer. I assist that busy business owner in making the right decisions when it comes to their marketing, whether they're doing it themselves or they're ready to hire a marketing agency. Additionally, I'm the CEO and founder of Find Vendor Booths. We help makers, craftsmen, business owners, and nonprofits with everything vendor booth event marketing related. Now, if you're interested in learning more, you can find links on our website for this podcast, findvendorbooth.com forward slash blog. Let's get started. Now, Find Vendor Booth has led me to delve deeper into vendor booth event marketing. And as a marketing expert, I have always felt that it's extremely important as a business owner that you have three to five different ways that you market yourself. Don't you agree, Pat? Yes, I I agree, uh, Gina, that event marketing is an opportunity that's unique, you know, as part of your marketing and strategy. I mean, you you know, we all have traditional ways that we market ourselves on our websites and through our blogs, print, and so forth. Right. But being out in public with a booth set up, 
is a unique way to engage with a really specific marketplace. I agree. Or audience. Or, you know, it can be a more of a general opportunity to meet, you know, just your community and engage with your community at large. That's where I think it's most important. A lot of people nowadays are like all about the online marketing and they don't realize or they've gotten away from that face-to-face marketing. Don't get me wrong. I think the online marketing is every bit as important, but the face-to-face marketing is as important. You want to make yourself stand out from the crowd. And if everybody is doing it only online, then setting up what you do at a festival fair or expo is going to make you stand out a little bit different. It's going to help you develop, as you said, those community, everybody knowing you in the community, knowing what you do. And for me, I think keeps everybody top of mind. So it's a face-to-face kind of marketing strategy that, depending on the type of business that you have, can be really effective. And I think that's where why we're here today is because Are you the type of business that this would be extremely effective with? And what we've started to find is, or when we came into Find Vendor Booth, we were thinking, oh, 90% of our target audience of the people that would be wanting this service would be the maker, that creative person. But indeed, we're finding that's probably more around 60% because we're finding people in direct sales, we're finding home service companies, we're finding uh, financial companies, we're finding nonprofits, all are making use of this type of marketing strategy. And I think those types of businesses really kind of stand out in a vendor booth type environment because generally people are there to have fun, eat the food, see the crafts and, and artisans and, you know, that sort of thing. But I think it really offers a great opportunity for the other types of businesses, direct sales, coaches, financial people, and right. nonprofits, really stand out in the crowd. It gives them a great opportunity to engage one-on-one with their audience. Well, Pat, I think we ought to get into telling some stories about people that we've met at festivals, fairs, and expos. Would you agree? Be happy to. Okay. Well, I know you've been talking about a lady that you met that does direct sales. Can you tell a little, us a little bit about her, her business, and how she's making it work for her? Okay. One of the individuals that I had the pleasure of discussing her business with is a lady by the name of Kelly, and she is a Lime Life by Alcone representative. What they do is they basically sell cosmetics to ladies. Their marketing strategy is to host gatherings in their homes. So you would think, why in the world would she be at a, a typical yeah. craft? I was drawn to her booth, which was very nicely done, by the way. And the products are very uh, well packaged. And her presence was, you could tell, was just a little bit different from the other folks who were craftspeople, potters and painters and jewelry makers, because it, it was just unique in that environment. Really, what she was doing, part of her business, direct sales in the cosmetic business, she tries to build a team under her. So she was meeting with, obviously, a lot of the ladies were interested in her products. So she was able to gather names, build her database, get email addresses, phone numbers, so that she could follow up with these people after the show and invite them to specific events that she hosts herself in various homes. And essentially, she's recruiting. So it was a very atypical type booth. 
it was getting a lot of attention because of its uniqueness. She obviously has spent her time identifying who her target audience is, which is extremely important if you're going to have a business, and then picking the event that would be most relevant to growing her business, right? Exactly. So how do you think other people in direct sales could effectively use this? What could they take away from this? I think the takeaway is that in one afternoon or over a two-day you know, event, right. you're going to be exposed to hundreds or thousands of people that you wouldn't be otherwise. It also kind of ties you into that kind of mindset that, you know, you're out there amongst them. You're not mm-hmm. back and counting emails, Facebook ads. You're actually participating and becoming part of the community. I think that Correct. really sets you apart. Okay, Gina, you know, in our previous conversation we were having, you share with me a story of another atypical business owner that you know who right. uses booth marketing very effectively. Why do you think their business is, is unusual or unique to this type of marketing? Well, Tammy is a book author and a coach. And I call her untypical, atypical, because the fine vendor booth audience is, as we previously mentioned, about 60% maker, craftsman-type business owners. These are people that typically make art, beautiful things for your home, or create clever crafts like artists and craft makers. Well, here's the thing. She does fall into a maker category because she creates and writes her products, which are books and planners around her specialty, which is being a business Christian woman today. But being an author and a coach makes her an untypical business owner in the vendor booth event marketing arena. Further, she uses this, to me, she uses this very effectively because she knows exactly the type of events that will have her audience. And she does her due diligence. I mean, I, was a, I had a conversation with her recently. And she definitely does her due diligence in making sure that the event is the type of event that, one, the event organizer is going to welcome her at because she is different. And, two, that, that it really is going to have the target audience and the numbers that she knows that she needs to have there to actually pay for her book. Now, Tammy was a guest on a vet talk in June, and she actually ended up having two episodes. And if you want to find more about how she, her how, her what, and her why, definitely go check that out. But I really feel like when it comes to an atypical type business, book authors, that type of creative type person that's not your usual can effectively use this, but they have to be what I consider very, very strategic and know a lot about where their, who their audience is and where their audience is hanging out. So this is really back to some marketing when you started your business is identifying your marketing, like what your avatar marketing might look like. And then if you're doing one of those marketing avatars for your typical person, it wants to know where you're, where they are hanging out. So you're going to have some places that they hang out online, which goes back to what we discussed before. You do want to have a marketing strategy that is online. But you also want to find the places offline that they hang out. And in the case of festival fairs and expos, if you're looking for women, as we discussed in Pat's story, that is usually an excellent place to find your potential target audience. Now, what do you think, Pat? Does she definitely fall in that 
untypical, atypical business category. Yes. You mentioned in the story that Tammy is in touch and understands and knows exactly who her target market is. You talk about that a lot, and we often talk about that. And I just want to make, I think it's a good opportunity to make the point that Find Vendor Booths, the website, and the reason it exists, is it helps people that are interested in vendor booth marketing find the right opportunities for their target market in a very convenient way. It does. Thank you for pointing that out. I mean, it's just a good reason why I find vendor booths is so effective for the, the members that we have. What Pat is referring to is that one of the things that we do is we break down the events by what type of target audience is going to be at that event. And we like further break it down by what type of vendors the event organizer is wanting at those events. I think what we're looking at here is is more of those demographics that I feel are so important when you're trying to identify who your target audience is. Now, I know you're involved in brand marketing. How does the target audience affect that? Well, every product, every service, you know, needs to truly have a good sense of who their target market is before they really even get get too far into the business development. You've got to be able to speak their language. You've got to meet them where they are, like you said. Mm-hmm. Just understanding whether it's an age demographic, whether it's a, a lifestyle demographic, whatever it is that you're trying to reach, what whoever that, you know, that person is, you really need to identify with them and, like you said, know where they <laughs> Know where they are. Where the heck they uh, are. <laughs> whether you're in the case of Kelly, I mean, she was selling cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, Tammy is a is a book author, and very uh, her topic is very specific in terms of you know with its religious affirmation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to understand who you're talking to so that you That's... can speak to them plainly and clearly. Definitely. Pat, that kind of winds up this segment. We need to take a break for our sponsors. And Event Talk, I'm going to let everybody know, Event Talk is currently looking for sponsors. And through December 31st of 2019, we're offering a free sponsor ad. We'll have guidelines up on our offers page, and that's at findvendorboost.com slash offers. We'll be back in just a second. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. The Fine Vendor Booth Event Talk Podcast with host Gina Davis is looking for guests for future podcast episodes. If your business has a story that shows how you've aligned your marketing for success, exhibiting your products and services at festival fairs and expos, then we are looking for you. Additionally, we're looking for experts in these areas, business finance, business education, and tech tools that align with Event Talks Focus. Message us at info at findvendorboost.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network. 
Welcome back. We are glad you decided to stick around and listen to our next segment. We would love to hear your story of success with the Vendor Booth Event Marketing. So head over to our contact page and request an interview on the Event Talk podcast. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about how Vendor Booth Event Marketing can work for different types of business owners. My co-host for today is Pat Patterson. Pat, are you ready to get started again? I'm here. I'm ready. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think of that first segment? Well, I think it went well, and I think we kind of laid the groundwork to mm-hmm. illustrate that sometimes non-traditional businesses, business models that you wouldn't think would be in a craft fair or an event or a festival are actually mm-hmm. quite effective marketing right. in a booth. Right. Well, I know that. So I've been kind of doing the festival circuit for quite a while now. I'm going to go into in a few minutes about the guy that got me started. But one of the things I've noticed at festivals and fairs, I see what I consider a lot of non-profits there. Churches, local advocacies, organizations, different things like that. And I know you recently met a very interesting one who had a really great setup going on. Tell us a little bit about who that was. And why they were there? Um, I think you're probably referring to the group I was telling you about from SpayMemphis.org. That's correct. They had such a great idea by actually bringing some pets along, and it was such a super way to draw people into their booth. And they weren't selling anything, really. You know, they were just basically there to encourage people to have their pets spayed, neutered, and maybe volunteer or donate to their organization. And it was just really, it really had a great vibe because they were just so community-oriented. This particular group was in a a real kind of community-oriented event. I think it was a young event. You know, so you had people from all over that area. So it sounds like to me they were trying to build some visibility in their community, awareness around what they were doing, correct? Exactly right. And it was kind of refreshing. They had pets, and people yeah. were really drawn to, to come in and pet the dogs and the cats. And just, yeah. it was good for kids, families. Well, as, as a friend of mine said, you know, you have that thing that pulls especially the kids in, which gives you that 10 to 20 seconds where you can tell the mom and dad about what you are doing. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, that's very clever. <laughs> So they are very clever in having the pets. Of course, I, 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 you know, puppies appeal to everybody. But let's talk about, because this is a nonprofit, I presume. I, as a nonprofit, that kind of end game for them? Since they are providing a service that we keeps our pets healthy and keeps the, I think they benefit from the from the audience being such a broad spectrum of the community. You have mm-hmm. all ages at these events. You have many, many pet owners. You have many pet owner wannabes. So, I mean, they could really meet a lot of folks. They could also gather emails and addresses for follow-up, invite people to to their site, to their blog, right. what have Well, I know, I know the key thing there that you were saying that I think is relevant is that they were obtaining names and stuff that they could add to their list. This gives them the ability to reach out to these people at a later time, remind them about spading their dogs. But also, as a nonprofit, I, for me, I feel like their bottom line, if they're wanting to stay in business, is they got to be bringing funds in that are donated funds, donated 
products, donated services. I've worked with a couple of nonprofits, and the stuff that they have to do behind scenes is extreme. So there's a lot, a lot of good that they can get out of by building that awareness of what they're doing, which also in turn gives them more pull, a pull of money into their donations and their products and their, even people helping them. I believe by getting out and building that awareness in the community. And to me, it doesn't matter if you're an advocacy type thing like spades is, or if you're a church, or I actually met one that was doing the heritage. They were in their own building doing where they would go back and look at your ancestor. But that just, it was just another example uh, for me of how nonprofits can be really effective because they had a really effective presentation of families, like in photos and stuff like that. I think getting your advocacy things out there is extremely important, and doing it through a festival fair and expo through vendor booth event marketing is smart. Okay, I do believe this brings us to our last example of businesses. I want to close our examples of businesses that effectively use vendor booth and marketing with the business owner, Rick. He's the one that got me started with the ideal for fine vendor booths. Now, let me kind of set it up a little bit. So if you look at huge trade shows, and they're largely comprised of business owners that maybe are better for that particular trade. So for, a good for example would be there are farm shows that go on. We're in, in the Mid-South here, so we've got a lot of farm shows that go on here. So they do farm equipment, products and services, and all the vendors from vendor to vendor all service that industry. Well, my guy, he's a remodeler, and so his big trade show is home shows, which serve homeowners, and that's his audience, are homeowners. And so as a, as a remodeler, his business seriously lives and dies about having appointments for potential homeowner prospects. So when he reached out to me to see if I could assist him, one of our goals that we ended up outlining was determining if local festivals, fairs, expos were going to be effective for his business. He had done a couple events on a local ba- basis and had seen some potential there. So he wanted to kind of look at some large and some small community festivals. He wanted to try ones that were targeted to a specific audience. And I, t- I tell you what, at the end of that first year of working with him, I think our biggest aha moment for the, from, from that year was, indeed, knowing where your target audience and whether they were going to be there was extremely critical. Some other things that we learned was location, location, location. Gosh, that was so important. We got stuck off the main drag in one of our little community festivals, didn't draw a single person to the booth. It was a horrible event. And then there's another time, you're at the mercy of the weather when you're doing these outdoor events. And even sometimes when everything is right and you've done everything right, they just don't like the way you look. (laughs) So it just, for me, working with Rick really set the foundation of that unique businesses can work effectively at festival fairs and expos. But it all boils down to knowing your talking audience, and knowing if they're going to be there. Well, guys, that was great. Pat, thank you so much for co-hosting with me today. Do you have any closing thoughts? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on today, Gene. I appreciate it. I always mm-hmm. enjoy working with you, and 
you know, I guess I would, my only closing thought would just be to reiterate that vendor booths and marketing in this capacity just really is a, gives you a unique way to be present in the community, be seen, and be visible. Even if you're not selling something directly, you're building brand awareness. Just, I think there's so many of these shows that could fit for a non-traditional business that's not necessarily a craftsperson or artisan. I agree. So, um, I hope this was useful for everybody. I, and I hope so, too. I, I, I'm, I have been wanting to have this kind of conversation for a while. I definitely think that Event Talk is giving me the venue to do that. To everyone that listened to today's podcast, my heartfelt thanks for your support. My goal today was to give you a peek at other businesses that are effectively using vendor booth marketing. Tell me if I did that. There's comment section. Please share your thoughts. Do you have a business that can effectively use vendor booth event marketing? Then we would love for you to be a guest. So contact us with any request at findvendorbooth.com forward slash contact. Now, our next podcast will be a combination of live and pre-recorded content. We're going to be at a local wedding show that happened earlier in July. So check our Facebook page for the live behind the scenes from that wedding show. And the podcast for this will be up on our website, August 6, 2019. At that, we'll be interviewing vendors at the Memphis Bridal Show, the event organizer, and MC Kurt Houston. Find Vendor Booth is your one-stop resource for everything you need to know to get the best results from each and every festival, fair, and expo. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.